0: Hebrew Declarations with Daniel Jedediah Cook, and I'm reading the declaration for today, July the thirteenth, two thousand twenty. The three Hebrew letters we're honoring today are Zion, Mem, and Resh. Along with those three living letters, we're also honoring the spirits of wisdom, understanding, and the spirit of counsel. The declaration today reads this: The crown man in the ages of peace, mystery, the essence of the upper and lower waters. A gate through which the seven spirits can enter and teach. Now the declaration today begins with the crowned man in the ages of peace. You see, Zion, for those of you who have heard me talk about this over the last uh, this last month, is a vav that has a crown placed on his head. And you see, this is the beginning of the place where we begin to see our royalty as sons, as kings, heirs, and priests. Now. Nun is a, uh, a humbled prince. And so it's a, it's a Vav that has been bent over in humility. Now we're not talking about Nun today, but you can see how these letters begin to, to really reflect one another in this place. And so Vav and Zayin are the sixth and seventh letters of the Hebrew Aleph Beit. Zayin being that crowned or Zion being that crowned Vav. And see, there's a, there's a very unique way that uh, is looked, it's looked at by the from a Hebrew perspective in that the Vav is the straight light of Almighty Yahweh. It's the light coming into the earth, but the way that it's returned back to him is through the Zion, through the crown that sits on top of the Vav in the living letter Zion. But you add on top of that that Zion also, because it's the seventh letter in the Hebrew alphabet, also... Uh, really talks about the place of time. We have seven days in the week. And then there's some additional ways that from the Hebrew perspective, you've got the 49 with the 50th being the Jubilee and several other uh, ways that the there's a multiplicity of the sevens in uh, the Hebrew perspective, that really Zion begins to talk about this place of cutting up time. Or if you will, because it can also be seen as a sword, it's cutting up time. I also like to see Zion as a as a quill, as a writer's pen. And so these are all many different ways. And I know you guys have heard me talk about this before, but again, it's just as a reminder of, of getting and understanding these letters and, and what they mean. And in this place, I really am seeing this place of Zion today as the quill, as the writer's pen. And the reason for that is because there, there's been a lot of conversation, and for me, When I talk about my scroll, every time that Yahweh has ever shown me my scroll, He's always shown me two pens. One that He wrote with, and the other one that I agree to that word, and that I write with. Because see, many times Yahweh has very specific things for me to do, and I need to do those very specific things. And then other times He gives me a word and then allows me to have my part into that. You see, if we look at ourselves as being each unique perspectives of Yahweh, and those of you that have heard me and heard my teaching before, know that I talk a lot about the diamond of Yahweh and how in this place of us being unique facet, that Yahweh has made us that way on purpose. Because it's like it's like giving your, uh, 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 a play-doh to your children and allowing them to create something that's out of their heart. Sometimes Yahweh will give me like a play-doh and say, here, I want to see what's inside of your heart. I'm going to give you something so that I can see what you want to do or what you, the expression of who you are. And, and you're like, well, wait a minute. How does that How does that equate out to scriptures? Well, the parable of the talents. Because in the place where the master had given them each, the talents, the talents of money, where they went out and then took that, that five and that two and then multiplied it, he didn't tell them what he needed. they needed to do with it. There wasn't specific instructions. He just gave them something and and left it at that. He didn't even give any other instructions beyond that. And so in that place they had a choice to then use what was given and two of them multiplied it. The third one buried it into the ground. So you, you see what I'm saying? In this place, Yahweh has given us uh, this time to be able to to take the things that he has given us and then bring it back to him, having the expression of who he is in us being brought out. And you see, this to me begins the place of the understanding of the mystery in the essence of the upper and lower waters, because in this place of this mystery of the mem, you know, we, we talk about the upper waters. Now, there's many different ways that you can look at the upper waters and the lower waters. The upper waters being that of the, of the, really of the, of the household of heaven itself. And if you will, the lower waters being that of man and the place of man, because many times in scripture, mem or water is translated as people. So it's a, it's a multitude of people, you know, You've heard the scripture where it says, and I heard the sound as, uh, of the multitude of waters. You know, the, the and it's in that place that that's what I'm talking about. It's talking about the sound of the people coming back. and But yet the upper waters and the lower waters are coming together. But see, there's another way that you can see these upper and lower waters. The upper and lower waters can also refer to the treasuries of heaven itself. Because if you think about it from the perspective of a fish, see, a fish lives inside of water. And in that place that the fish is able to move, it's able to to get from one place to another because the water allows for that, uh, particularly because of the way that it's it's made, and it's made to be able to swim in water. But not only that, the water provides everything that that fish needs. It's very oxygen. The things that it needs to breathe to be able to go From one place to the next. The the food that it needs is found inside that water. And so, you know, that's that's when when Yahweh began to show me this fish and water combination together, I began to realize that scripture that we had heard since I that I had heard since I was a little child, and that is in him I live and move and have my being. Because now that makes sense. Because in the in the midst of these waters of the of what he has provided for me. I live and move and have my being. But I it, there's this place of, of what appears to be a separation between the upper and lower waters. Well, I, I'm seeing these two are already together in and through the blood of Yeshua. The upper and the lower waters have been joined together because Yeshua himself came from heaven down to earth and, and was willing to fulfill the righteous requirements of the law so that we could have a path back into Yahweh, that we could have a way back into Yahweh. Then he descended down into hell so that he could take the keys of death, hell, and the grave and then take them back up to heaven with him. So in that, he fulfilled all and all. Yeshua himself connected the upper and the lower waters. And see, there's a part of me that's been crying out here lately is and that is, why do we still see a separation between us and heaven in that sense? Because as, as we see that Yeshua has has connected all in all, we are in him and he is in us, then why do we see a separation between us and Yahweh? Why do we see a separation between us and the place of the heavenly realms? Because again, as nuns, now I know we're not talking about the living letter nun today, but nun is speaking. Nun means one of the other meanings of Nun beyond humbled prince beyond son, king, heir and priest it also means fish I know that sounds kind of funny but that's exactly what one of the literal meanings of Nun is is fish and that fish lives inside that water as sons, kings, heirs and priests we live inside these upper and lower waters that have really come together you see you know, the Lord's been speaking to me a lot lately, and I'm still gaining more and more understanding of this. But quite some time ago now, he began to speak this to me. He said, uh, and the two shall become one flesh. I knew it was deeper than just the the marriage aspect of this, because although that's a very, very beautiful aspect of the two becoming one flesh, Yahweh was leading me into something much, much deeper than than even that. And I'm beginning to see that in this place of the upper and the lower waters, because the two waters shall become one and have become one in him. So the only thing that really is separating that of the upper waters and the lower waters is our own perspective. So let's change our perspective today and operate from that place of one of of swimming in the upper and the lower waters.